Well, we're starting a new sermon series. And uh, while I'm going to be leading us through this sermon series over the next couple of weeks, and I'd just like to really encourage you just to try and join in with all of these sermon series, but specifically this one. You know, the sermon series this month is is really simple. In fact, it might be one of the simplest sermon series we've ever covered. There have been times where we've preached whole books in the Bible, we've worked through them methodically, going text by text, or even verse by verse. And every now and again, I think it's really helpful just to share a sermon series that helps us remember some of the fundamentals of what it is, some of the basics of what it is to be a Christian. And so with all of the media coverage at the moment, encouraging us to stay home, to stay alert, to prevent the virus, the I don't know whether the theme of home was something that the Lord dropped into my heart or was something that was already floating around in my mind. But as I prayed about what we might share in this first month of the year, the topic of home just kept coming to mind. And so over the next couple of weeks, I just want to break down that word home. Home, taking one letter, one word each week. And this week I want to talk to you about heaven. I don't know that I've preached very many times in our church on heaven. Something we often say in and around church is the best is yet to come. What we're meaning is the best, the very best, God's best, heaven having been saved by Jesus is our expectation. Our eternity is secure in Christ. So no doubt you've heard that said, the best is yet to come. And that's what people are referring to. They're talking about the fact that when we're in Christ, the best is always yet to come. While there might be trials here in life on earth, whether it be climate change, coronavirus, personal family, family, or other challenges. And we all have challenges. The best is yet to come. And while there might be great things going on in our life, perhaps someone gets married. Perhaps somebody starts a new relationship. Someone gets a new job, a new vehicle. Some big birthday comes around and you get to celebrate in an exciting or unexpected way. Or perhaps, as we're praying for in just a few months' time, we're going to be able to have everybody back in the building as that vaccine takes hold and begins to get shared around. And yet, this truth remains that the best is yet to come. No doubt you've heard that said. And whether this new year you're hoping for a better year, hoping for good health, hoping for a new diet or a new regime, you're hoping to see family or perhaps even a hot date, our hope in Jesus is our eternal spiritual health, our new heavenly regime, our heavenly Father's pleasure and 
ultimately our greatest opportunity to avoid the worst hot date, judgment day, going to heaven, walking with Christ, knowing our heavenly father. And so I just wanted to share a couple of thoughts about this. You see, home is always a special place, isn't it? People say home is where the heart is. And so if our heavenly home is what we're ultimately moving towards, and if, like me, I think some of us consider this house to be a home, the church to be a home, a place that we come where we can be ourselves, where we can do life with one another and be reminded of God's goodness. I think it's really important to let the, the word of God, scripture, shape our understanding of our home and of heaven. You see, Jesus' words in John 14 verse 3 are, I go to prepare a place for you. Because ultimately there's a promise that one day we're going to be with Jesus in heaven. We believe in God. We believe in salvation. We believe that our Heavenly Father is preparing that ultimate home, that final home, that eternal home, a new heaven and a new earth. John 14, 2, the verse just before talks about, in my Father's house there are many rooms. There's room in heaven, God's house. The family of God is who lives in the Father's house. There's a picture of heaven and hell in Matthew 25. And it talks about the pit, the fire that's always burning. It talks about ascending into heaven on clouds. Pretty cool to think of clouds being heaven's cars, isn't it? And that heaven is full of a diverse group of people the throne of God at its centre, and praising God for eternity being the purpose of heaven. And so verses like this one, Philippians 3 verse 20, is what I want to draw to our attention this morning. Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're waiting for Jesus to come again. We know that he ascended into heaven. We know that he sent the Holy Spirit to be our counsellor and our guide. And we know that ultimately a day will come, judgment day will come. And that's one of many reasons why we're excited about heaven. One of many reasons why we want people to know about God is Judgment Day. That the Word of God says that ultimately, finally, a time will come when judgment will, will be handed out by God. And lots of people say, well, no one can judge me. I live by, I did it my way. And I think that's where I might have to disagree with you. I think the word of God is pretty clear. Jesus comes into the world and he says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Our faith in Jesus, our acceptance of his salvation is what sees salvation begin its work in our lives. 
And when I say begin its work, I mean that's the first step. Because it's not good enough to simply give our lives to Jesus. We then have to live like citizens of heaven. You see, the promise of heaven is God's gift to us. The promise of Jesus was God's rescue plan for us. And if our citizenship, our first citizenship, is in heaven, well, what does it mean to look like the people of heaven? I know some of you, like me, enjoy watching the news and perhaps, perhaps naughtily, uh, you, like me, were tickled that Boris Johnson's dad is rumoured to be applying for French citizenship following Brexit. This idea that we're no longer citizens of Europe has been one that has caught the national attention for some time. And I don't want to get into a Brexit debate. I think, like all of you, I'm praying that this final decision would be something of a decision and we might finally see the back of the Brexit debate. But one of the key aspects to that debate was about citizenship. Are we citizens of Brussels under their authority or are we citizens of the United Kingdom? For some people, this was the defining issue. For many, the idea that law, rules, important decisions on policy that affect our daily lives was another core issue. And I promised I wasn't going to talk about Brexit, and so I won't. Let me round off there and say the issue there is one of citizenship. Where is our first allegiance, our first citizenship? You see, I believe the same is true of heaven. We're talking this month about making our home with Christ, making our home with God. And if we're welcomed into the family of God, well, where does family live? Family lives in the home. If we're making our home with God in heaven, if our first citizenship is heaven, what does that mean? What does that look like? You see, so often the world misunderstands these values that we live by. You know, things like not having sex until marriage, choosing to give away our money, giving our tithe, practicing generosity, our offering to God. It doesn't make sense. Other things like coming to church weekly, even during lockdown, turning up and doing church online. I'm sure that doesn't make sense to a great many of our friends, perhaps even family members. Why bother? Take a few months off. In fact, some of you have even shared with me how much you've struggled to stay connected to church during this season of doing church online. Why bother? And I think the answer is really simple. We bother because God tells us don't give up the good pattern of meeting together. Of spending time in his presence, spending time giving our full attention to his leading. 
because we want to spend time with Jesus, because we want to be encouraged in our faith, because while this might not be ideal, there's any way to spend time in the presence of God. And this being one part of that, being church together, being a core part of that, is just one of many ways that we practice putting God first. And ultimately, I think that's what our citizenship leads to. It leads to living our lives, serving an audience of one. It means that we're not trying to say, well, why can I do this? Can't I do this? Should I do this? Should I do that? We're not trying to make deals with God or bargain with him like, oh, if I keep all of these rules, can I break that one? We're saying we want to be citizens of heaven. We love God and we want to live his way. And so if our citizenship is in heaven and from heaven we await our saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ and his second coming. Well, then that begins to explain this. This begins to explain this. And so those of us who understand what we're doing press on towards the goal, the prize, the upward call of God in Christ. We join in imitating, keeping our eyes on and walking according to that example. And so our citizenship in heaven while it may not be somewhere where we can hop on an aeroplane and go and visit, we might have the passport, but we don't have the flight details locked in. And isn't that just so true of 2020 and now 2021 too? The year when the whole world was grounded and sent to its bedrooms. Our citizenship is in heaven and we're awaiting our saviour that we know ultimately he will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him to do all things, to subject all things unto himself, as the word says. And so I want to question for us, you know, why don't we have more culture shock? If our first citizenship is in heaven, why is it that we so easily compromise the great for the good? Why is it that we struggle to put first the things of God? Why is it that we seem to think less of some people? You know, the word of God says, blessed are the poorest spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. We look at the poorest spirit and we tend to look at them with derision. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Another verse. We look at the persecuted church and we think, well, we've got it so good over here. We're so blessed to be in a Christian country with no persecution. And I'm certainly not lifting up persecution and saying this is what we want. I think we know that it isn't. But theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Another verse talks about how we need to go from place to place proclaiming 
saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When was the last time you did that? When did you last tell somebody that the kingdom of God is at hand? Another verse says, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. And another verse still says, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. We spend a lot of time talking about how it's an upside down kingdom. The last shall be first and the first shall be last, as another passage still says. Or perhaps this verse from Luke 10 Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Forget Santa's naughty list, naughty and nice, that your citizenship is not even mentioned, but written down. It's not that you've got to give your name, it's that you've already been noted, accepted, welcomed and added to the family tree. And so what does it look like for us to recognise that our home is ultimately in heaven? That this life is just something that we're passing through? So many people live for today and forget about tomorrow. So many people struggle to put kingdom values first in their life. And don't get me wrong, it is a challenge. In fact, it's a daily challenge, the word of God says. It talks about it being equivalent to taking up our cross and following Christ. But you see, when we give our lives to Jesus, we aren't just saying yes to salvation. We're saying yes to being a part part of God's family. You see, we're saved from something. We're saved from those things that we do wrong and the righteous justice that we should receive, which isn't heaven. But we're saved by grace and faith in Christ. But more than that, we're saved to something, and that something is God. We're saved to the family of God and into the kingdom of heaven. And so I just want to round out this really short sermon with just one final thought. Have we lost sight of our true citizenship? Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about what it is to make our home with God. In a year where we're wondering how much of the year we're going to have to stay at home, and where our homes have gone from being that place of sanctuary, safety, of warmth, invitation, friendship, fun, and food, into, for some, a prison. And for others, the place that they most want to escape. I'm not saying any of this to discourage you. I'm saying, let's think about this, church. Let's think about this. If our home is in heaven, if our ultimate citizenship is heaven, if we belong to the family of God, 
if we're saying that that's who we are and if the first step is salvation but every step along that journey to run the race with perseverance is the call the upward call of christ as we've shared this morning what does that look like i've always been surprised how long it takes to build a home have any of you ever moved house have any of you ever welcomed a new child or pet or grandparent come to move in with you as your family changed in some way have you noticed how long it takes to adjust and to make it just right for that new addition whether it be an elderly relative coming to live with you and getting used to that change a new baby joining the family we all know how that happens i'll not expound on that point but the the seismic shift that that has or perhaps you've adopted perhaps you've fostered you've had somebody come into your family and you've had that change you see that change that change i think is something we need to consider i feel like this year is going to be a year of change so let's start building a home together that we can be proud of let's start recognizing that we're citizens of heaven recognizing one another more fully as brothers and sisters in christ and for those of you who perhaps are joining us who don't know who jesus is what well, I'd love to talk to you about that. And I think that you've probably got a friend who would love to as well. And if you don't, you know, do reach out. Do reach out. You see, this family of God, this home that we're building, it's open to you. It's open to every one of us. It's our great ambition that this place would feel like your home just as it feels like ours. And as we seek God, as we seek to live his way, as the head of our house, as we seek to live under his headship, our prayer, my prayer, is that as we consider home and heaven and all that God is and all that our home could be, all that he has saved us to, we might have a better understanding of what it means to be citizens of heaven.